0: on a hazy october morning in 1927 a car speed chase resulted in one of the most notorious murders and ghosts in cincinnati's history that of imogene remus aka the eden park's lady in black join kat christina and jen as we discuss tonight's tale of weird history and ghosts left in its
1: wake Hello
0: everyone and welcome back to the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents Hometown Haunts. I'm your host Kat Loco, and with me, like every week in the shadows, I have Jen Kohler and Christina Wald and we're here to share some of the Cincinnati area's local weird history. Welcome, welcome. Uh, you can find us on social media at CinCabinetCurio, on Twitter at CinCabinetCurio, Yeah, Cincy, Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram and hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com for all your wonderful, spooky ghost story needs. If you have a hometown haunt, it doesn't have to be from Cincinnati, from anywhere in the world, you can send it to us at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. Also, Jen would like me to let you know that we're an official podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and SoundCloud. Plus, I think other things now, too. Eh, she's giving me the... Find us on iTunes at Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities. Please rate and review us on everything. YouTube, Amazon, iTunes, all that. And so other spooky lovers can find us and share the wonderful weird history of the Cincinnati and Tri-State region. And of course, links to all of our information are in the show notes so ladies come forth from the darkness and share with me your adventures for the past few weeks such as (laughs) visiting tonight's location and what we've been all up to
1: absolutely
2: nothing (laughs) well that sounds nice I've been trying to finish my book for the San Diego Zoo. So I've been painting lots of rainforest pictures and sloths and rainforest animals. And the book is really fun and I can't wait to uh, share it. And also another one of my books just came out called The Train Rolls On, which is about a train uh, taking a bunch of animals to the zoo. So and it turned out really cute, too. So I've been very busy. I'm still finishing my book off. But, um, you know, it was a nice break to be able to get as much art done as possible on it
0: yeah it, it's yeah definitely that's i think what at least christina you and i were doing was just art just making up for art and uh yeah i we've thought been about working. art <laughs> you thought about you took some nice photos though and you've been sharing them actually both Thank of you. you have been sharing your uh projects i didn't want to say art project because that made us sound like we're in elementary school but all your <laughs> projects on instagram so, actually, for our listeners, besides the Cincy, oh my goodness, you, you know I, I say this every single week, Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities is our Instagram. But you also both have uh, Instagram accounts. So, really early <laughs> in the show, what are they?
1: Mine is J B. And remember,
2: J B. Kohler, K O E H L A R. Yeah, and Christina. Yeah. Mine is C-S-W Yellowcat spelled Y-E-L-L-O-K-A-T and it's spelled so weird because for some reason I wish I just picked my name for my Instagram account but back then they told you to have like an alias I don't know I mean internet stuff's weird that's all I need to say trends are changing
0: <laughs> all the time yes
2: yeah, so it used to be like so when you see people that have weird names it's because they used to say oh don't have your name in the name of the it's stupid yeah and so and i ruined my twitter account and my so there's other christina walds on twitter that are, twitter and instagram that are not me because i didn't claim it soon enough
0: oh yeah you can always go back and be like i'm
1: christina wald prime or something like that <laughs> that always wins people over <laughs> <laughs> i know there are other gen colors out there in the world uh luckily for the most part i have my name or at least my initials. I think on Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm like or one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody else got it before I did.
2: <gasps> I do have you know my what? URL. But-
1: Whenever I read your name, Jen, I kind of make mm-hmm. it J.B. Fletcher
0: because Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a product of the 80s and my goodness, Murder, She Wrote was popular in my household. So it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe F-
1: no, not Fletcher. No, no. I've no. A- often thought that should like be my pen name or something like if I ever publish
2: that's very popular
1: way I wouldn't have to spell out my entire first name because professionally normally I'm known as Jennifer Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: imagine like not that I'm ever going to be famous enough to give autographs but (laughs) imagine just having to sign that over and over and over you know yeah
0: Mm. yeah (laughs) well it also if it's kind of it's gender neutral yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, if, if people want to know, mine is Red Cat Comics and uh, just like a Red Cat
2: and a comic. So, <laughs> you know, I think as long as people can find you, I think if you do a search on my name, my accounts still come up. It's just, you know, one of those weird things that, um, you know, at least I got my URL early enough that I, I have that. So the other Christina mm-hmm. Walds are probably irritated, but, you know, you can only do what you can do.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, well i, I don't want to ever google from- myself oh <laughs> no i just don't it terrifies me like i don't want to know what's out there i don't think there's anything weirder out there under my name probably not but i don't want to find out how creepy truly the internet is where you know all of my information comes up and <laughs> just just is- watch it you google yourself and you're on wiki feet yeah <laughs> Or, you know, it's, it's easy. I just don't, if I don't know about it, then I feel safer.
2: <laughs> well, if I know of- it's out there, I'll worry about it. <laughs> well, speaking of weird fetishes, we are up to our, uh, what would you say? Up to our tukuses in, what did you say? Brood 10 cicadas. I was saying are the you- horny teenagers. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. So So we did experience that yesterday in Eden Park. Mm, Uh, I bet. Yeah. Um, uh, You could hear them. (laughs) Jed loves them. You could see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just so much (laughs) love in that face.
2: So uh, we had a couple hitchhikers
0: oh yeah so uh that it's been fun i'm liking this it's like a meteorological event so Mm -hmm. my my neighbors and i actually at the very start when they started emerging out of the ground were going out and video videotaping oh geez that makes me sound ancient we were recording them popping out of the ground and one night they were all really coming up it was the first night we had over 70 degrees and Mm -hmm. they were all crawling, and I had about a dozen of them crawling up my pant leg before they had molted, so they were still the little brown (laughs) shrimp looking things, and I was just like, Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. guys, Mm -mm. I'm not a tree, because if they latch on, they start molting, and then if they fall off or get disrupted, the entire process stops, and they die, so I was just trying to move them off of me with twigs as quickly as I could, and so then I learned my lesson and just kept having to move. And then you also have to watch where you're stepping because they're coming out of the ground. You know, them.
2: Punch. so yes, you do.
0: No, they're very beneficial to the ecosystem. But and we're going
2: to be going into detail in a couple of weeks about them, too. We will. Be. How can you let an event like this go past? Yeah. But
0: if you're in the eastern side of the United States right now in the mid temperate area, hello horny teenagers raining from above flying into your coffee it, it's just brudex is everywhere and there are three species within brudex as well it isn't mm-hmm. just one
2: cicada well that will be really oh. interesting um it just yeah, need to stay um, out of my hair
0: yeah oh well, yeah that can get it can get messy but mm-hmm. wear a hat
1: put your hair in the bun <laughs> wear hat. Yeah. I had a hat on and my hair was up and I, still have a in <laughs> I have a need safari a hat I have a safari hat
0: yeah that's what this is um my hat is a safari hat and it has netting all around and i can cinch it closed while i'm watching the dogs so they're just not flying into my hair but they do kind of have slightly sharp i don't want to call them claws their feet their legs so thankfully
1: it didn't like dig in because i just felt a little wiggle and then i put my hand up there and i just grabbed it and poor thing Mm -hmm. i just did that the wiggly. The wiggly since ew. I mean you I'm sorry. cockroaches just...
0: crawl on me. This was near not nearly as bad.
1: Mm-hmm. No. I think I'd go crazy if that happened to me. I have I, I do have not an, like I have,
2: a, I have <laughs> a very a very uh scary insect story, but I'm not gonna tell it here. I'm gonna wait till our cicada sh- episode. Okay. I'm looking forward so to it's it. i it's i t I'm so, gonna tease with it because it was like something out of a horror movie, but oh, I, don't yes. wanna, I don't wanna I don't want to say no. it here because next no, no. next now i'm excited two weeks in two weeks because next week we have we're going to be talking about tarot uh picking up from our conversation a couple weeks ago uh a friend of mine who is putting together a tarot deck and actually kickstarting it uh starting next week is going to be on our next show her name's stephanie cost and um she's an incredible artist and she's got a lot of really i sent you all a link to uh it's fine you can say y'all we're in cincinnati (laughs) uh a, a link to the work and um there's some really amazing uh pieces in it yeah yeah i'm
0: looking forward to speaking to her um same on the show it, it's tarot is something that is it's very personal actually so we'll be see neat seeing her insights what what inspires her to draw what she does for each card and all that
1: mm-hmm.
2: so. yeah and and we went to hail covington yesterday oh yay and we saw a bunch of it was a neat store um it was a really cool store and uh they had a variety of tarot decks including the traditional one and we'll talk more about that the next episode but that was part of our grand day out jen and i went to eden park Mm -hmm. and filmed the area Mm -hmm. where uh shot some footage of where the shooting happened and then we kind of walked around the park and it was, there was just all sorts of interesting things happening at the park yesterday Eden parks quite popular on the weekend um yeah you know people posing for photo shoots and <laughs> films and of course we were filming so mm-hmm. everyone um, was filming yeah everyone uh, we will post some of jen's uh really cool photos uh to our instagram and check that out yeah Okay. And then the last bit of news is Christina
0: and I will be taking part in this year's Cartoon Crossroads Columbus, Woo-hoo! as well as our Cabinet of Curiosities art director, Tim Fuller. Yeah. This is the- very exciting.
2: Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't wait till the show's actually live. It's going to be online again this year, but we had mm-hmm. some great Discord chats last year. Um, you should be able to, we should be able to have the first issue of of uh hometown haunts to a cabinet of curiosities for sale and mm-hmm. uh will be i think will the kickstarter will have started when the is it in october or september i guess i should know that so
0: it it, it is both okay <laughs> it he starts, starts like september straddling. 30th and it goes to october 3rd it's mm-hmm. four days of comics fun and for those of you who have not encountered cartoon crossroads columbus it is a very fun independent and small press Uh, art fair book fair i guess that would be for comics so uh, it is in association with the columbus ohio public library system and the billy ireland Library and Museum, which is a large comics library and museum that is on the Ohio State University's campus, and I believe also many events happen with the Ohio State University. I have to say the in front of this because that is what their charter does. You have to say the before. Really? Yes. Interesting. So I- yeah, they may sound really pretentious, but they actually—that's what the charter. I think it was like eighteen sixteen or so.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: that's what it says is the ohio state university
2: yeah and for those interested in comics i mean you can't i mean they have some of the best guests and most interesting guests that they interview and of course jeff smith of bone is like one of their like he's almost at all all of their events Mm -hmm. um and you know the actual billy ireland museum was started by milton caniff who was well known for his newspaper paper comics um, mm-hmm. And, you know, most of uh, Bill Watterson's collection is at the Billy Ireland Museum. I mean, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's great that being online, you don't have to be in within driving distance of Columbus to be able to per- uh, participate. And who knows? We may end up doing a Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities hometown haunt event for the programming. I just think Just talking about could be how to assured. make local legends into comics. So. Mm -hmm. um but i i can't guarantee anything we don't
2: know what the programming is yet Mm -hmm. and issue two is is going along we should be done with most of the artwork in about a month um we've been talking to the cover artist Mm -hmm. it is david michael beck and it should be really in you know it's all coming together isn't it i mean having seen everything we have a nice
0: balance of ghost stories and cryptids and urban legends so it is i'm excited
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and just on a personal note, I think my artwork is much better this issue, so <laughs> I, I'm very proud of what I'm creating. I have I my own say, little it, it looks story. Looks great.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I
0: think it's just a lot better than the first issue. So lots of
2: improvement.
0: Yeah, this around. is.
2: A, it's just going to be. I mean, not that the first. I mean, the first issue was really good, and this has got some really even. I don't want to say. I, don't, I hate using words like better, but it's going to be. So, a really good issue <laughs> i think it'll be a stellar issue yeah you you hate yes. it. it's like it's like uh you know whenever i do school visits uh one of the questions i always get is what's the favorite book that you've worked on and oh. usually i just say the one that i just most recently finished because it's done
0: <laughs> that's a good response it's really yeah, that's hard an honest to, response <laughs>
2: it's really hard to say which you liked bad best because you're the worst judge in a way of what you're working on too because yeah you know, each each project that's a sequential art thing, whether it's a picture book or a comic, is a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and and no no two are the alike, and uh, you ha- you battle different. It's like each one's a different boss monster that you're fighting the whole time. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. you start. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like a progression of a video game and at the end you're like oh my gosh I survived yeah
0: I, I slaughtered that beast I sent exactly. that
2: manuscript and I got some experience points it's all good yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so I really wish I got the experience point time whenever I finished a project <laughs> Right. i see a
1: cat tail. there's
2: a, I know, there's a I tail think, i think that means it's time to segue <laughs> into the the
0: topic at hand yes so the topic at hand speaking of books and projects this is me doing kind of a small plug we're kind of inspired off, off of my own book since or ohio's haunted crimes by schiffer publishing you can buy it on amazon it is the first chapter of this book which is the haunted bootlegger I almost said bootlegger. no <laughs> <laughs> okay glad i got that that must yeah the tonight's topic is the haunted bootlegger george remus and his tragic wife imogene and uh, this was just kind of going a little intro before starting is when i moved here to cincinnati besides loveland castle and of course um bobby mackey's people said well you have to go see the lady in black at eden park and i'm like okay and uh boot bootleggers and prohibition is not something that was history i was very familiar with until working on this piece so uh like so yeah this is a well-known story so what is it ken burns did a good documentary series called prohibition for pbs that also talks about George Remus. Ah, so for this topic, of course, I use sources from the Cincinnati Inquirer, Cincinnati Magazine, numerous archives um, of the original newspapers that ran, such as the Indianapolis Star, and uh, so much book research. Um, and also later on, Jen and Christina can talk about their adventures at Eden Park from yesterday so let's start in chicago 1885 there was a 14 year old george remus who is working in his uncle's pharmacy to support his family because his father was unable to work five years later remus graduated from the chicago college of pharmacy became a certified pharmacist and took over his uncle's store even expanding the pharmacy by building a second location at this time george is married and has a young daughter which is Romola that we talked about. By age 22, he grew tired of being a pharmacy, in the pharmacy business and instead became a lawyer. So he actually went to law school at night after closing up shop from his pharmacy business. He was admitted into the Illinois College of Law and later passing the bar exam in 1904. He was a criminal lawyer whose specialty was murder cases and became famous for the highly publicized William Cheney Ellis murder case in 1914. In this case, Remus coined the term transitionary insanity, which would evolve into the current temporary insanity defense. In 1920, Remus was seeing an annual income of $500,000 a year. So this man was already quite wealthy. He had managed to grow from being a German immigrant with an alcoholic father into one of the best criminal lawyers or defense attorneys in Chicago. So he's well known and especially with his clients who all were uh, mobsters in Chicago. Funny that. During this time, he starts ordering groceries from a delicatessen in his office's neighborhood where a cute divorcee named Imogene Holmes works imogene is a 20 something with an ex-husband and a daughter as well her name is ruth remus would come in the morning to order his groceries then return later in the day to pick them up while chatting with an animated imogene george showered her with gifts and later she became a secretary at his law practice which led to an affair which led to remus's first wife divorcing him in january 17 1920 prohibition starts Uh, With the passing of the Volstead Act, Remus, a smart man, noticed that his criminal clients were becoming very wealthy very quickly by running illegal alcohol production and distribution around the Midwest. Using both his knowledge of the pharmacy business because, well, gee, he was a pharmacist at one point, coupled with his knowledge of the law, he was able to run distilleries and sell bonded liquor in his own pharmacies. Remus re- relocated to Cincinnati with Imogene and her daughter Ruth, which was a great move on their part, since it's where 80% of bonded whiskey Im- was produced within 300 miles of the city. Not only produced, but also stored. Uh, at that time, at one time, he owned 7% of the medicinal alcohol market. Imogene and Remus were married in Newport, Kentucky on June 25th, 1920. So for those who don't know, bonded liquor was basically liquor that was produced before prohibition and then stored by the u.s government and slowly could be sold off for medicinal purposes because back when prohibition started sometimes forms of alcohol were still considered medicine and used in medicine so uh, what remus did was basically as a pharmacist created his own pharmacies and distilleries bought bonded liquor and then his own men would rob his own pharmacy trucks and then sell the uh whatever percent of alcohol that he had robbed from himself onto in the black market so that's how that all worked and it was as uh what was it kevin burns said he called it the circle was the the process that this happened i'm getting nods anyway for five years, Remus lived a lavish lifestyle in Cincinnati with Imogene. They had a, had lavish, lavish parties at their mansion, nicknamed the Marble Palace, which was in Price Hill, and gave out new cars to female guests and a diamond stick pins or watches to male partygoers in one notorious 1920s New Year's party. It all came crashing down when Remus was indicted on thousands of violations against the Volstead Act and quickly found guilty by a jury in under two hours. He was given a two year federal prison sentence in, at the Atlanta federal penitentiary there he befriended a fellow inmate named Franklin Dodge and confided in him that his wife had control over the entire estate and his money. What Remus did not know, however, was Dodge was an undercover prohibitions officer, and that he quickly left the case and made his way to Cincinnati to meet Imogene. (laughs) She sounded very available and very wealthy. An affair quickly sparked between Dodge and Imogene. And I will say, looking at a photo of Frank Dodge, he looks remarkably, remarkably like Remus, so she had a type. And they started liquidating Remus's assets and hiding as much money as they could. Reportedly, they gave Remus only $100 out of the multi-million dollar empire, which he had got when he got out of prison. Imogene and Dodge also hired a hitman for $15,000. Now, mind you, this is in 1926 money, so I I can't do the math on how much that would be now, but a lot. But the hitman feared being double-crossed and told Remus about the hit instead, after seven years of marriage to Imogene, they filed for divorce in the Hamilton County court. It was the morning of October 6, 1927, when Imogene and her daughter took a taxi to the Hamilton County courthouse for the finalization of their divorce from the hotel, which was the Alms Hotel in Walnut Hills, where they were staying. Yet again, the Alms Hotel plays a part in one of our stories. George Remus, however, had his driver follow them through the city, and a low-speed chase ensued. And I only am kind of sounding like I'm laughing because I'm imagining these Model Ts slowly going through the streets of Cincinnati, winding through Eden Park. The image is just kind of odd in my head. The car chase set them through the winding curves of Eden Park before Remus's car forced uh, Imogene's taxi off the road in front of the Eden, car- Eden Park gazebo. Imogene got out of the car and ran through traffic which had built up as did Remus and in front of horrified onlookers Remus shot Imogene once in the stomach. She died later that day at what is now a Bethesda hospital. Remus was apprehended. Actually, he uh, turned himself in about an hour later, and the tri- at the trial, he used the same temporary insanity defense that he had actually coined. The jury only took 19 minutes to find him not guilty by reason of insanity, and he was committed to the insane asylum where he spent only seven months before being released. And if you read back at the newspapers at the time, my goodness, the Cincinnati Inquirer was all about George Remus, and... The entire trial and then the second trial that he had with air quotes of proving that he actually wasn't insane so that he could be released from the state hospital. Um the rest of his life was spent in Covington, Kentucky with his third wife and former secretary, Blanche Watson. He died in 1952. He had tried to get back into the uh, whiskey game and the liquor game, but by then different mobs and other personalities had basically taken over the market and he was no longer able to recoup everything that he lost. Imogene, it seems, has not rested in peace. Whenever the autumn air creeps into the sidewalks and streets of Cincinnati, Imogene has been seen walking around the gazebo still adorned in her lavish black flapper dress, pinned hair and black velvet cloche. Her impressive dress and ghostly presence has stunned joggers and very early morning dog walkers taking in the chilly air around Mirror Lake for decades. When approached, Imogene just fades away back into the shadows, reminding us about the tragic life that she led. And that is an abbreviated story of George Remus and Imogene.
2: wow what a story abbrevi-
0: yeah i say abbreviated because there is i mean there are literal books written about just this case but um
2: he hey, it kind it, of reminds me of the edith clump story because it seems like yeah. it's another thing where somebody has an affair with someone and you know the guy gets off scot free yeah I and mean, what's interesting he didn't suffer at all
0: yeah Mm-mm. no um yeah um so with the marble palace which was the mansion that they had in price hill that was raised in the 1930s shortly after the trial so it that one doesn't exist anymore it's now apartment buildings actually several different apartment buildings however his house in covington still stands i don't know if you two were able to go visit it when we did and we
2: so you you That explains why it was so much less lavish than the home that was shown. Yeah, he did not have the money. He did not have the money. If you look Um, at the Ken Burns documentary, they show the lavish interior of the lavish house that they had in Price Hill and how beautiful it was and everything. Yeah, the
0: government seized a lot of their funds, I believe. And Romola, who is his daughter from his first wife, um, she was a hollywood silent film actress and she and a stage performer and vaudeville performer and she was one of the first child well-known child actors turned adult actors and um coined well not coined but originated the role of dorothy for the wizard of oz on the stage and um, was seen in many silent films and also she did radio plays and was a dancer so after she got married in chicago she taught dance and everything but she largely um kept her funded her father uh she paid his legal bills and then helped pay for his lifestyle after he got out of jail so um in the hospital so she if you read through all the newspapers and i i know i've taken clips and i've hopefully we're showing them over our faces right now um yeah she did a lot to keep her father afloat afterwards and uh, that was very generous in 1983 so yeah um so wow a lot of famous faces in this family basically but you two managed to go out i i hurt my leg so i wasn't able to leave the house but you two able to have this great adventure you went to eden park you saw the cicadas and you you went places, so
2: tell us about that. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting that you said from watching Boardwalk Empire is that the name of the show with Mishimi, mm-hmm. you had yeah. mentioned that um, you had mentioned that Remus referred to himself in the third person, and they yes. actually mentioned that in um, the Ken Burns documentary as well. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: apparently, he liked to speak of himself in the third person for whatever reason. He was very egotistical once he became very wealthy. So like it yeah. wasn't something he
0: yeah. did when he was still working in Chicago. It's a habit he.
1: So started. it's a fancy. I'm money and important. I'm gonna. Yeah, they're like so important Everybody refer wants to, to the third Cincinnati person? and buy the Remus liquor. They have to come to Remus if they want the Remus liquor, writes George Remus. Remus, <laughs> Remus. A, so it's branding. It's good branding well he and sounds like he was, like good he was at a branding. colossal yeah.
2: narcissist oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well you, uh, ha- you mean-
1: have to be to do what he did yeah you'd have to be he was I mean, also he very brilliant because she had an affair and was taking his money well, That's I, it. It, well she can't have it right and,
2: and i thought <laughs> it was i thought it was a very interesting um concept that that he had actually developed the insanity defense on another client before he used it on himself successfully um, yeah which you know is is pretty slimy actually um he you was know. slimy
0: but he was also very very smart mm-hmm. because he yeah. managed to put himself through pharmacy school and lawyer law mm-hmm. college there we go um <laughs> law,
2: law, law school lawyer school that's
0: lawyer school. um <laughs> all our lawyers just heads and hands
2: anyway don't-
0: um, he did it under the age of 23 and had yeah. a, wife and a young child at the time too so this man knew how to work but yeah he was slimy
2: yeah and i mean you know the the victim here imogene i mean you know and what she did was i i i suppose you know it's sort of uh you know everybody was kind of bad in this story i suppose if you could if you could look at it Um, there are no winners yeah there's no winners in this i mean she cheated on her husband with the the person investigating him and Mm -hmm. you know they hid a bunch of the money and stuff um you know so it it seems like and so that's why and and what you know hooks it to the hometown haunts is she's supposedly still haunting that now have you ever talked to anyone that's kind of felt her presence there or nope absolutely no one
0: <laughs> um i mean we so didn't see when anything. i was yeah it's it, so she comes out really early in the morning ah. and um so that's why i joke about the early morning joggers and dog walkers are the ones who usually witness her and so she was gunned down a in the early morning i think slightly before eight and she died about well within the same day um at what i think is now bethesda hospital in cincinnati downtown and mm-hmm. ruth was the one who ended up having to deal with a lot of the press afterwards and that's how come i know they were staying at the alms hotel they had been hiding out from george that's why they were in walnut hills and took a taxi is because they were hiding out from remus because he was stalking them and trying to figure out where in the city they were at the time you had to show up at divorce hearings to actually get divorced so he knew if he could get her on the way to court um it it would that it was almost a guarantee that he could get her along the route but finding her was the hard thing and unfortunately i've never figured out how he knew that she was in walnut hills other than probably somebody told him that through the grapevine but well, he certainly um, had
2: a huge network so he had a
0: large a, I yeah, mean, vast and he paid off everyone he i think mm-hmm. he famously said that uh, everyone had a price and uh, that's how he got a for so many years I about mean, three years he was able to keep the bonded liquor that that circle pro- process that he had robbing his own trucks because he was paying off everyone all the local enforcement and even had ties up to Washington and they eventually all just turned on him and uh, that's how he got sent to prison so Mm -hmm. yeah it's such an
2: interesting story I mean the whole prohibition era of of uh, our history uh, you know basically starting out as an anti-immigrant I mean one reason the prohibition passed was you had again a lot of protestants didn't like the uh, catholic immigrants from germany and from ireland coming in and taking jobs and mm-hmm. um you know of course cincinnati was uh you know filled with german immigrants yeah and yeah. um you know that was one thing that was interesting in the prohibition series where they said carrie nation said that she couldn't possibly smash all the bars in cincinnati because there were so many mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and a she lot was, of bars but a lot of it was cool yeah, well, you know, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, and and we went to the Prohibition Museum in another very haunted place um, down in Savannah, Georgia, they have a huge Prohibition Museum there and um, uh, suitably for the topic, uh, we were meeting a bunch of friends from the drinking liberally chapter of Cincinnati that many of them have (laughs) moved away and so we all took a vacation in 2019 to Savannah and the Prohibition Museum you know a lot of people thought if you took away the drug that people would be good like you know Mm -hmm. that all society's ills would be cured it's like the same thing with anything you know you always try to blame the substance instead of the society that creates the ills like why are people mm-hmm. upset you know because maybe they don't get paid enough and jobs are terrible and labor is is treated badly but instead you try to blame the alcohol mm-hmm. you know um you know you you say that families are broken up not because of bad labor conditions but because you know um people are drinking and mm-hmm. so they managed to push these laws through and you know fortunately they were repealed but there's still a lot of like like hangover uh uh like the blue laws like there's a lot of dry oh, counties yes. in Kentucky still you yeah. know and there's places where you can't order alcohol on Sundays or before noon on Sundays you know that's where i grew up yeah the town where my husband's from they were trying to pass a law so restaurants could serve liquor and it failed because pastors were telling their congregations not to vote for it wow so there's still yeah. people that <laughs>
0: yeah we're still seeing a lot of repercussions from then yeah but it makes the cincinnati area and also indiana really interesting for history because Mm. you have places like in hamilton ohio where you have underground tunnels going from the river to a lot of what would have been the bars and brothel area in um indiana there is a place called the Rhodes hotel and they would fake funerals and just fill the casket full of booze so when the sheriffs were on patrol it would look like a funeral and then it would be an illegal gambling hall um in the back room going on and they came up with all sorts of uh clever ways to get around the rules and cincinnati and definitely newport kentucky were the kings of doing this so
2: This is one of those times where I'd love to have a time machine to see Cincinnati in the 1920s and 30s, because it was probably amazing to see, like, the architecture. um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've been trying to find reference for the comic uh, of Laura Pruden's home in Price Hill, which that's also... So they were practically neighbors. Uh, She was there in the 20s, and her, um, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle visited her in... Um, 1922 so that was two years after he moved there right was it 1920 yeah. that he yeah, yeah. He and to so Cincinnati they were practically neighbors so um the pictures of the house i saw were years later and you could tell like it wasn't in good repair or whatever but mm-hmm. it was probably beautiful in its prime you know and you know the pictures of his home which was raised um i saw where it was we didn't go up to the location where the house was i'm not sure yeah. what's there now it, it's um, just
0: a bunch of apartment blocks what's fun is that they're still finding um underground tunnels from the property they mm-hmm. occasionally you'll have um the ground will fail and they'll find a uh, underground tunnel that was built there's a few that have been mapped out but yeah that entire property was raised and uh they were nice grounds he had tennis courts a bocce court um mm. stables the i think he had one
1: large rose garden it, it's it, with did they tear it down just because of the stigma of it or most likely that's probably what it was because it happened that's, in the 30s
0: but that's too bad he well he bought out uh so many of the local breweries i believe the marble palace mm. was was the, the not the fletcher brewery but uh starts with an f one of the local breweries it ha- yeah it was a Fleischman brewery what... house like it was mm. i think it was somebody in the families but this is yeah. me i think that's what it is
2: well having just watched the segments on prohibition they showed Fleischman something so that's yeah it was fleischmann but i'm i can't yeah tell you if that was the mansion was one of theirs that he bought
0: Mm -hmm. um and then turned into his but
2: I suspect there's a lot of ghost stories associated with the trauma of all the illegal liquor running and stuff like that
0: yeah i actually have another story in ohio's haunted crime about a haunted bar that had a underground tunnel that was for bootleggers and uh and for a speakeasy so and the the tunnels itself they have been filled in but the ghosts still run through the basements where mm-hmm. the tunnels were like you can see where the bricked in door was mm-hmm. and uh, I-, I witnessed one of those ghosts and you can read about that in ohio's haunted crimes by schiffer publishing
2: <laughs> well you know i mean after watching that segment again they said that they and, and this again talking about all the fancy tunnel systems and stuff they said that Uh, there was a a farm where they kept a bunch of liquor that he would steal from himself and then sell to people all over the country and they Mm -hmm. said it was so well guarded they used to call it uh death valley or something because yeah the the route to get there yeah Yeah. because i so i guess if you did anything like like we're planning on robbing the place or whatever you just would get killed so i wonder if that area is haunted um that's a good that's a good question um i can't remember exactly where they said it was it's somewhere in the area
0: Uh, yeah it's i think along the indiana border mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like less than 20 miles from where we're broadcasting from right now
2: yeah so so much interesting history that involved cincinnati and you know is definitely worth following up on there's a couple books that we can list in addition to Yeah, I know. You can see lots of action in the background of my
0: I was like there's a haunted man and
2: then a haunted cat (laughs) following him. this is this is this is our underground tunnel office where i It was just
0: funny with the cat following (laughs) for the food i'm like yeah
2: these cats will shake you down as a matter of fact when we were in eden park we saw these geese getting fed and they (laughs) reminded me of the cats when they get treats like they're angling to get in front of each other and stuff oh Yeah. yeah so at eden park what did you encounter there well, we saw a photo shoot where somebody was wearing this really beautiful, like, sequined, poofy dress um, doing a photo shoot. And then we also saw, like, some people sparring and filming that, which was kind of neat.
1: Mm-hmm. They were and, boxing in yeah. the gazebo. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, oh. you see, the thing that's interesting about Eden Park is you see a slice of everything. Like, the sparring, mm-hmm. people doing photo shoots, people holding yoga mats, people running you know it, it it's, a, it's a little bit of everything teenagers and people of all ages are hanging around there it's kind of it almost reminds me of uh the tableau and sunday in the park with george you know sort of yeah. thing like everybody's out there you know doing their thing of all you know walks of life and yeah. it, it was it was really fun to be there um you know it's place wasn't
1: it wasn't as crowded as i as i thought it would be
2: well it was freaking think- hot out well there's that and and i think people still are not like congregating in huge yet.
0: that is true i
2: mean we're all vaccinated but
0: yeah eden park i would almost say is like cincinnati's version of central park um because you get Mm -hmm. to see so many of the locals Mm because cincinnati doesn't have one major large landmark park we have large parks but they're kind of dotted throughout the city Mm-hmm. but Eden Park has been serving Cincinnati since 1856 so mm-hmm. it's probably pretty haunted by people besides Imogene she has yeah
2: if you really want to see ghosts, party of people, I, I would probably suggest Washington Park is probably much more likely to have well given that beach. it used to be a proper uh-huh. cemetery yes yes mm-hmm. and, and we did have mm-hmm. lunch by Washington Park afterwards kind of we mm-hmm. went to um you know have kwan yeah we went to Quan hopper <gasps> for lunch Kwanhopa, so good. afterwards so so we were kind of you know in all the areas with ghosts because i think actually a lot of the places on vine street are supposed to have you know mm-hmm. and, and and maybe eventually we can do some on location recording about some of these areas because I, I they all seem like they they're rich with activity we yeah.
1: should do the um beer tunnel tour yes oh,
2: that's yes. fun
1: and cold yeah i it's so cool to see um how they i mean because they used to store the beer down there because it was so cold but they used one of them in one of the movies that was filmed here i can't remember which one i think it was a bruce one of the bruce willis movies but um i don't know where i was going with that those they're just backdrop no they had a cl- they had a bar in there oh yeah um, and ghost it was bar? like a, no it was called. just like a, an underground bar that you No, the, go, no I, there was an underground bar called ghost bar was it okay so girl i am so out of touch with drinking and bars and such right. i thought i had read something that there was one there and mm. i don't know if it was there before or after the filming of the movie or they
0: around the
2: time because I think Ghost yeah. Bar
0: is what took over the area, Christina, where Jay's art exhibit was. Oh, uh,
2: yes, yes, that was cool. That was in those mm-hmm. old tunnels.
0: Yeah, yeah. I missed out yeah. on that because I was pregnant at the time, and those were kind of dangerous to navigate. But mm-hmm. um yeah, it was a really wonderful
2: exhibit. I enjoyed it yeah. very much. It looked
0: really cool. I've seen,
1: I've seen photos of the exhibit.
2: You mm-hmm. know
0: what?
1: I think that is the same one that was on the tour.
0: Yeah, it, it's an exactly. easy access fun. Yeah. yeah. You just only yeah. go down like one staircase from the street to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a very popular events venue. But definitely so.
2: if you're a listener and you're in Eden Park doing yoga or there for any other purpose and you get happen you. to see If you're there sketching, we have had sketching there before. I don't know if anyone reported seeing anything there. Mm-hmm. but um if you do see anything i have a couple friends that have art studios in eden park you know if you ever see anything let us know because we'd like mm-hmm. to know if you see imogene or perhaps any other sort of uh uh sort of haunting around the area uh, i was gonna because, say specters in the dark yeah specters in the dark mm-hmm. or light i suppose yeah. i suppose if you just see someone in and you know 20s clothing that comes up and talks to you you know maybe they're not actually there maybe they're yeah you
0: you got a variety you got all the way from early victorian all the way through to present day so mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of dress so they mm-hmm. i always kind of like um oh what is it oh in boston the square there heart not harvard square what is the boston's
2: boston Commons. common yeah boston mm-hmm. Common has that really cool uh mccloskey uh, statue of the well buildings. what i was gonna say well one
0: boston common has a cemetery in it but two really it is not uncommon yeah it's really um it's at one of the sides and i can't remember which direction it's at i want to say west i'm sure somebody from boston will come and correct me but um anyway um it is not uncommon for people to witness ghosts from early victorian to edwardian era outfits pradonading around boston common at all times of day they'll just see these phantoms and uh yeah so that's cool yeah it's really cool and i'm sure enid park would be very similar Mm
1: -hmm, so mm
0: -hmm. on that note we have a remus related hometown haunt
2: so tell us about what about this hotel uh, uh, the, that Robin was the at. The Sealbach. I I can't
0: off the top of my head. I don't remember a whole lot, but I do know it is one of the the Sealbach Hotel is in Louisville, and it is notably haunted. Um, I kind of lump it together with the hotels from uh, French Lick, Indiana, the large casino, very Prohibition Gilded Era age hotels in the midwest of uh, so basically kentucky and indiana and they were popular places for mobsters to hang out and i believe it's where f scott fitzgerald met george remus and <laughs> remus was one of the inspirations for um the great gatsby so what just his really? larger than life persona was one of the things that created the gatsby character so with that, we have a hometown haunt from Robin.
1: Yeah. Who knew Cincinnati has such interesting ties? Okay. This is from Robin. Uh, she says, a couple of years ago, I was in Louisville staying at the Seelbach Hotel for the Bourbon Classic. It's a big bourbon event where lots of different distilleries get together, do tastings, cocktail competitions, etc. I had some time to kill early in the afternoon before the big event, so I went down to the Rathskeller room to sketch. There was nobody down there but me, no furniture, just a big empty room. So I sat down on the ground with my back up against one one of the pillars and started sketching. I only got about a half an hour in to my sketch and I started feeling very off. My head started pounding and my chest got really tight to the point of not being able to breathe that well. It honestly felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. So I had to stop sketching and go upstairs because I felt horrible. As soon as I got upstairs, I immediately felt better. My headache was gone and I could breathe again. It was a night and day difference. I went straight to the front desk and asked one of the employees if the skeleton room was haunted. He pulled out a packet of specific events that have happened at the Sealbach Hotel, in which rooms are said to be haunted. One of the reasons I was so intrigued by the Rathskeller Room was not only because it's full of Rookwood pottery, but apparently there was a specific time that George Remus and F. Scott Fitzgerald were in the Rathskeller Room. And F. Scott Fitzgerald overheard Remus telling the bartender about his lavish parties at his home in West Price Hill. And the legend has it that it was where the great Gatsby story was born. There's also a picture floating around the internet somewhere of George Remus, Al Capone, and F. Scott Fitzgerald at the the Rathskeller room. So personally, I just had this feeling that I was surrounded by some spirits down in the Rathskeller room and it could have possibly been Remus. The end.
2: Yeah that's a great story
1: that is a great story I remember her telling me about this about how she felt and everything when it happened oh man I can just imagine
0: George Remus's ghost going Remus likes to haunt ladies
2: (laughs) he seems like he was probably a perv I don't know I'm just guessing I mean but but his greatest love seems like it was himself (laughs) I mean, if you speak yeah. of yourself in the third person and, you know, the, his whole thing of I could buy anyone off and all that stuff, he seems like he was just, you know, one of those kind of guys that just. was
0: very is... confident in his abilities.
2: Yes. Well, and if you haven't that's watched.
0: Why people
1: didn't like him. <laughs> if you haven't watched Boardwalk Empire do, because I had an affinity for the Remus character only because Of the history and you know Cincinnati and all that, and he, the actor that played him was was really good. Mm -hmm. Remus likes drinking whiskey in the Rapskeller room.
2: (laughs) That's almost a tongue twister. (laughs) I know, isn't uh, it? I uh, thank you, Robin, for your hometown haunt. I mean, that was very well written too. I love how you worked in the Workwood pottery and. All all of that stuff. And 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 I said everything correctly, I think. Yeah, you did. This time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, One take. And Robin is (sighs) one of our admins of the Cincinnati urban sketchers but she also started an offshoot group called the bourbon sketchers so if you want to talk bourbon and hang out at some of the uh, places uh, bars in Cincinnati that have a lot of haunted history we get together I think we're going to start meeting monthly again and sketch and test bourbons and beers and stuff I know we've got some brewery, breweries lined up that we're thinking about so um, you can join our Facebook group to get the events for that and sketch with us and you know, maybe see if we see any ghosts. I think it will be interesting Ooh. to start voyag- voyaging. See, I watched it with Star Trek. It would be great to start voyaging to bars again. <laughs> we will be voyaging.
1: Uh, we forgot grounds. how to
2: people. I, uh, you know, that's an assumption. I knew how to do that in the first place, which I'm not sure about. I mean, yeah, I think I'll credit COVID with that. <laughs> Remus says, breathe, cat.
1: <laughs> On that note. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was great. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode of the Cincinnati Cabin of Curiosities presents Hometown Haunts. I'm your host, Cat Loco. once I've regained my breath, and I'm always joined by Jen and Christina. You can follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. And if you have your own hometown haunt, you can send that to us at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. We love to hear it. So thank you and stay
1: curious, everyone. Stay spooky. Remus oh, says, stay spooky. Yeah. yeah, Remus says, stay spooky. I have,
2: I have to say, uh, before we go, that I get a lot of people coming up now talking about personal haunting stories and stuff. Uh, you know, please send those to us because we'll read them on the air. And it's interesting how many people have had experiences. So, you know, please yeah, share it's them. more. It's really more than you think. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot of people. They're like, this thing happened to me, or people are sensitive and and see things all the time. It seems Mm -hmm. like it's a lot more common than you know it it, it is is believed, perhaps. Yes, Mm
0: -hmm. Remus says, share your ghost stories with us.
2: Yes, exactly. I think that he would listen to them. (laughs) Yes. All right.
0: Well, thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful evening, and Remus says, stay spooky. Good night. night. Bye.